Welcome to Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, May 1st. This is Anastasia Glova. In his American Spectator op-ed titled, They Never Learn, Senior Fellow in Constitutional Studies Bob Levy explains why the response to the Virginia Tech tragedy calling for stricter gun control is wrong-headed and actually helps create the kind of environment where school shootings can occur. Bob is the guest on today's podcast. How do the events at Virginia Tech impact the larger debate about gun control? Well, with respect to the impact on our case in D.C., which is seeking to overturn the D.C. gun ban, I think the impact will not be significant for this reason. The Virginia disaster is all about people carrying guns outside on campus and elsewhere within Virginia. Our lawsuit is about people possessing handguns for self-defense within their homes. So we do not seek in D.C. any concealed carry license. We don't seek permission to carry guns on campuses or anywhere else outside of the home. Now, it may be that at some point someone will seek such relief, but our lawsuit does not. So with respect to the direct tie, minimal impact. But the shooting certainly has given more ammunition, so to speak, to those arguing for comprehensive gun bans. That's certainly the case. Um, I think that the argument cuts the other way. The reason that we had a disaster on the Virginia Tech campus was in part because a lunatic was able for a long period of time to methodically slaughter 32 persons and no one intervened to stop him. A reason why no one intervened might have been that they themselves, the others, the innocents, the victims, were not armed. The reason they weren't armed is because Virginia Tech, like most of the other, and perhaps all of the other public universities within Virginia, had a policy that prevented anyone from carrying firearms on campus, even persons who had valid concealed carry permits that would have allowed them to carry a gun anywhere else in the state of Virginia. But on campus, they could not have a gun. Net result, we have a crazy person, a fanatic, who obviously is not deterred by such laws against guns since he is not deterred by laws against murder. And he wrecks his mayhem without anyone intervening to stop him. Well, I can see that a crazed fanatic would obviously not be deterred by a gun law as happened at Virginia Tech, but aren't gun bans more about making guns fundamentally unavailable or at least difficult to procure? They would still be difficult to procure. There's nothing wrong with, and indeed, even in D.C., where the U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit has recently issued an opinion overturning the D.C. gun ban. Even in D.C., the opinion states quite clearly that reasonable restrictions on gun ownership are perfectly permissible. So it may be that the city or the state could legitimately control access by background checks, by strengthening the submission of mental health information, for example, from the state authorities to the federal authorities, which was not done in Virginia, by proficiency testing, by a requirement to register the guns. All of these may certainly be valid, even under a rigorous view of Second Amendment rights. But what's not valid is an outright ban that prevents law-abiding, upstanding citizens from possessing guns at all times and all places, and that's what we have in D.C. Is there any statistical evidence that suggests that gun ownership is inversely correlated with gun violence? There's a great deal of evidence that suggests that the correlations are non-existent and that if there's any correlation to be pointed out, it does cut in the direction that you mentioned, namely 
violence. And in particular, there's evidence that more gun laws lead to higher rates of gun violence. And this is not simply something that crazed gun nuts are making up. Two federal agencies examined gun controls and found no statistically significant evidence to support their effectiveness. And this was very recent. Three years ago, the National Academy of Sciences, which nobody accuses of being politicized, I don't believe, reviewed 253 journal articles, 99 books, 43 government publications, and trying to examine 80 gun control measures. And they could not identify a single measure that reduced violent crime or suicides or accidents. And uh, a year earlier, in 2003, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention performed similar research and came up with a similar conclusion. None of the laws had a meaningful impact on gun violence. I think it's important to note also that the burden of proof does not rest on folks who want to exercise their gun rights. They have gun rights. That's the presumption because of the existence of gun rights in the Constitution. The burden of proof rests on government when it seeks to truncate or to indeed eliminate gun rights. Government must show that it has a compelling need to intervene and regulate, that its regulations are likely to work, and that it couldn't have accomplished the same ends less intrusively without violating Second Amendment constitutional rights. Has Virginia ever properly debated the possibility of allowing licensed owners to bring handguns to classes? Indeed they have. As a matter of fact, a bill was introduced by the Virginia Citizens Defense League in the Virginia legislature that would have allowed properly licensed people that had proper concealed carry permits, college students and employees, to carry handguns on the Virginia Tech campus. And the bill died at January 30, 2006. And there, the persons in the legislature seem to be very pleased with the outcome, thinking that it would help everybody feel safe on campus. And now we know, in the aftermath of Virginia Tech, that that hope turned out to be ill-founded. Had the legislation passed, and had students and employees been permitted to carry, it doesn't follow that everybody would have been toting a gun on the Virginia Tech campus. In the states where concealed carry is permitted, only 5% of the people who qualify for a concealed carry permit actually take the permit out. But the benefit is to the other 95% who don't take it out because the criminals don't know which 5% of the people are armed. And so there's a deterrent effect that prevents people from engaging in gun-related violence because they suspect that if they do so, somebody, particularly on a campus where there are thousands of students and employees, somebody is going to be armed and they will not be able to succeed in their intended plot. And you think that would have mitigated the extent of the massacre at Virginia Tech? I do indeed. Even after the fact, when the Virginia Tech president had a press conference, he conceded that it wasn't possible to have police guard everybody. He said police can't be at every classroom and every dormitory. But he didn't concede, and perhaps he didn't think of the fact that what he had done by his policy preventing folks from having guns on campus, or at least law-abiding folks, was he had established the equivalent of a gun-free zone. And when you have a gun-free zone, you are inviting persons to get away with violence without anyone intervening to stop themselves. And you have a situation where it's more likely to be victimized because the only people that are going to have guns are the ones who ignore the laws against guns just as they ignore the laws against gun violence. And these tend to be criminals, killers, lunatics. Thank you, Bob. 
And thank you for listening to Cato Daily Podcast. Cato is a nonprofit organization. If you like what you hear and would like to make a contribution, you can find out how on our website at www.cato.org.